Love from point blank range. Here goes, put it in the lead column. This is Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, this hour is underway. It's Good Friday, April 7th. Coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Hours underway, and this hour is the Sports Drive, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Save. Make patio setup easier for your staff with a key to like system. Just one key to lock all your padlocks and doors. Visit Calgary Lock and Safe. Com. Yeah, it's Steinberg along with you. Flames Talk available even on a holiday Friday on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. How about this? Easter weekend, two hours for you on Friday. we got your post game on Saturday, so that'll be there for you Sunday. And then we're back Easter Monday, a huge game against the Preds. Before a huge game against the Preds, though, a huge weekend ahead for everybody in this Western Conference playoff race. Huge game Saturday night in Vancouver. They absolutely need this one. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think this might be the toughest remaining game on the schedule. And you say to me, Pat, you keep forgetting about the Predators. No, no, I know Nashville is right there, but I don't worry about engagement or being up for Monday's game against the Preds at all. I worry a little bit about the the nerves and all of what goes into the Canucks game. I worry a little bit about how into it Vancouver's going to be because I feel like the Canucks are taking this one as kind of their last hurrah and trying to get a little revenge for a game they felt they should have won in regulation one week ago. So I'm really can I'm really curious to see how things go Saturday night in Vancouver. Um, and let's be honest. Flames have three games to go, and realistically, even though mathematically this isn't true yet, but realistically, the Flames don't have any runway left. If they win out, they give themselves a chance, a legitimate chance about being in the playoffs. If they don't win out, if they don't go three for three, and hell, it can be three 12-round shootout victories. But if they don't go three for three, and they don't get six of a possible remaining six, they leave way too much to chance and that chance probably goes against them. So realistically, runway's gone. That game in Winnipeg was huge. They proved to themselves, proved to a lot of people on the outside that ultimately this team is not going to lay down and die, and they're going to be in it until the very end. So then go out and play that way against the Canucks, even though doesn't matter the the result doesn't matter in terms of how many points are taken off the Canucks you're not trying to track down Vancouver but go out and play the same way and maybe the Canucks are right there stride for stride with you and you got to go to overtime again but come out of that game at Rogers Arena Saturday night at eight o'clock and feel like at the very least you left it all on the table and you didn't leave anything on the ice. And that should get you a win. And if Thatcher Demko proves otherwise or or has something to say about that, so be it. But use that same playoff game mentality against the Canucks. And I know that is easier said than done. And I know there's going to be nerves. And I know that playing tight is, is always something that happens at this time of year for a team like Calgary or a team like Winnipeg. But... We just build Wednesday's game as the biggest game of the season, and it was. And you know what? It's over. They got the right result, but it's over. You know what? Vancouver's the biggest game of the season. And if they win that, Nashville's the biggest game of the season. And if they win that, then San Jose's the biggest game of the season. And they have to, as difficult as it might be, because the stakes aren't as high in terms of what the standings look like, and human nature is what it is. 
but they have to still have that same biggest game of the year mentality for Saturday night in Vancouver. So how is the group feeling ahead of this weekend? Let's hear from uh, a few members of the Flames. They practice Friday morning, actually Friday afternoon at the Scotiabank Saddledome. I can tell you no changes in terms of how we saw the game on Wednesday go. Uh, Dubé, Lindholm, Toffoli remained in line. So did Backlund between Huberdo and Mangiapane. Kadri was still between Richie and Coleman. And Lewis between Lucic and Dewar remained your fourth line. Extra forwards were still Ruzicka, Pelche, and Coronado. Blue line was the same. Gilbert Stone, the fourth pairing, which meant Uyghur with Anderson, Hannafin with Tanev, Zadorov with Stetcher, and of course, Jacob Markstrom in the starters net. He'll get the start tomorrow. You can pen that in against the Vancouver Canucks, his former team. Let's uh, start with Jacob Markstrom, who spoke after practice. His biggest win of the year was Wednesday. He was dynamite against the Jets, and he's got to be good again against his former team on Saturday. He's, here's Jacob Markstrom Friday after practice as uh, we take you through both sides of this playoff conversation. But just start with, um, obviously, three games left. Uh, you know, we know the stakes. We know and what the intensity is. Like, how much have you enjoyed? Yeah going through this process and, and obviously taking on the challenge? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a lot, you know, the games are really meaningful and, uh, you know, we want to we wanna battle and uh, and grind till the till the end. There is three games left and we we got to leave it all, all all out there to to have a chance at it. After the same, I mean, it's Vancouver-Calgary, it's a big rivalry. Maybe this isn't a huge game in the standings for them, but I assume they're going to want to spoil us for you guys. Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, every game, especially this time of the year, is... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a battle. It's more emotions, and you know, when you look at the, you know, since the last five years or even longer since you know Calgary beat Vancouver in the playoffs, it's ever since it's been really emotional and and tough games. So it's uh, you know it's going to be tough tomorrow, and we need to, to bring our A game. Everyone's talking about you know with three games left and and three teams in the mix. Um, you know, it, it has that playoff that feel to it. What? in your experience, makes the difference in, in these types of games, these types of moments, to, to be the team that comes out of it? Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, every every line to contribute and then, you know, power play, penalty kill, and, and goaltending is is key part of in all of that to, to, to get a match on the opponent. So, you know, but uh, but I feel like, you know, the team we have, we, we need to play everyone and everybody need to contribute and everybody needs to, to, to bring their best here at the end. Can you just talk about the the resiliency of this group, whether it be in games or even your situation, that you just keep getting back up swinging? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we keep getting back up swinging. We've been, you know, knocked down a f- few more times than I like, and you know, but we're we're in the situation we are right now, and uh, we need to make the best out of it. Uh, the last few games here. So if you guys get into the playoffs, you're probably going to have one nine of or eight of your last nine games to get in there. How important would that be to? be playing your best hockey going into the postseason yeah i mean right now yeah it's tough to focus on that we got to focus on tomorrow and you know you can't look ahead or look past anybody and you know it's it's going to be a tight game tomorrow and uh yeah we need to we need to be good and we need to be ready to go how how does a team manage its emotions during a stretch like this we talk about is that easier said than done or uh no i mean it's uh yeah it's it's your job that's what you you need to do if you, and that's what everybody is capable of doing. That's why they're here. So it's, uh, you know, everybody, we try to have as much fun as we can, but you know, it's, uh, it's a business and we need to, 
yeah, you know, we need to win these, uh, you know, win tomorrow to to give ourselves a chance. Do you do you feel like you're? I heard someone say that you're sort of the emotional tone setter for the team. Do you feel like you're you're that guy or? No, there's you know a lot of guys any different night. It could be uh, uh, you know any any player on this roster, which is uh, you know I feel like a strength of ours that uh, you know you're not only looking at one guy, you're looking at a uh, at a bunch. Or is it? To- just embrace the opportunity in these last three. Obviously, you'd love to be clinched a week ago, but, you know, you have an opportunity to get in, so how important is it to embrace that? Yeah, I mean, uh, with, with the year we had, uh, it sure doesn't feel like that, we, you know, when you're still in it, even, you know, feel like we haven't played played good, I haven't been good, and, you know, three games left, and it's, uh, you know, we're tied but with one. They got one more game to play, but, you know, we're still tied for the, uh, or just under uh, Winnipeg, same points, uh, so to be in this situation, we we got to try to take advantage of it with the, with the year we had. Find that last answer from Jacob Markstrom from Friday after practice. Fascinating. Basically saying, what are we even doing here? I mean, to paraphrase, it's what he said. It's kind of like we the the year that we've had. Should we even be here? Um, and it's crazy to think that they are here. Is kind of what he was saying. So. Uh, that's the scenario the Flames are in. They still have a fighting chance. And while they don't completely control their own destiny, they're still in a situation where they can figure this out. And Jacob's going to have to be a big part of it. No doubt about it. That is a focused, and I like the word Wes used, Wes Gilbertson used in hour one of this Friday edition of Flames Talk, and that is hellbent. He's hellbent on getting his team into the playoffs. We'll see how it manifests itself on the ice Saturday in Vancouver. Let's hear from Tyler Toffoli. We know how much he loves to light up his former team. He was only in Vancouver for like a couple of months when it was, I mean, I guess it was longer than that when you take into account the COVID break and um, them restarting the season. But he was only in Vancouver for part of one season before he signed in Montreal and then got traded here to Calgary. But Tyler Toffoli loves lighting up the Canucks. Ever since he left Vancouver, he has loved putting them on blast. Uh, Here's Tyler Toffoli uh, on Calgary's situation and Saturday's big game. This is after practice on Friday. Maybe just now into the 80s here. What about in terms of... uh, just the mindset of continuing while you guys have uh, you know, put in place the opportunity here. Yeah, obviously um, that was a huge win in Winnipeg. Um, played a, a full 60 and uh, Mark played great too. So um, we've got to move on from that and, and be ready for tomorrow against a, a team that obviously um, we had a, a tough game against them last time and it's going to be uh, another big test for us. You kind of get that sense too? I mean, obviously division rivals that this is a game that uh, you know, given their situation that they'll still be up for uh, you know knowing that uh, they can have an opportunity against the rival. Yeah, I mean they have they have great hockey players over there and obviously it's not the season that they wanted but um, like I said, we uh, we had a tough game in Vancouver last time, and we got to be ready for the uh, for the opportunity uh, at hand here. Can you do assume on some level, you know, it's Vancouver, Calgary, they really do want to beat you guys? For sure. I mean, obviously, we we've played each other for the past. Um, I mean, since I've been here, and they've they've all been good games, and um, they play hard. They they are all playing for. Um, you know they're playing for something, so we got to be ready to go and, and be ready for the test. Before the the game in Winnipeg, what was the mood like? Or you think guys speak up before you sort of bring you guys up for the moments? Or no, I mean it's just another game. We uh, we knew what we had to do, and obviously with uh, the way Marky played, he uh, he kept us in the game, uh, made some huge saves, and then we scored timely goals, and um, that's what we need. 
you talk about atmosphere and, and obviously stakes. Uh, you know, what are those games like when you're through them? Obviously, the intensity side, but you, know, you can see you know just sort of everything that's on the line in those in those moments. Yeah, definitely, it was a it was a playoff uh, style game, and um, even when we were in Vancouver last time, the crowd was into it, and um, you know it was a lot of fun. So we got to be ready to go and and. You know, be ready for uh, getting the two points again. It's sort of unusual that you guys have Winnipeg and now Nashville next week, and they play each other. I mean, have you been in a spot like that? Where yeah, I've, I've definitely. I've never been in, in a position like this where everything's so close, and uh, it really is coming right down down to the last game of the year. And um, obviously, this isn't uh, the position that we, you know, kind of projected to be in. But uh, we're in it now, and, and we have to win every game here, uh, finishing off the season. Can you talk about this group's resiliency and whether it's been in games of late or even just the, the spot in the season and how the group has just kept on coming back swinging? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's, we haven't given up, right? So. Um, we have three games here left, and, and we have to win them all, and obviously we need some help, but uh, we can't be worried about what other people are doing. We just, we just got to take care of our own business. Like this situation, three games left, right in the thick of it, down to the wire. How much fun is this for you guys? Yeah, it's playoff hockey. It's uh, you know we've, we've been playing desperate hockey for the past few weeks now, and um, the, the way things are going, it's, uh, it's an exciting time, and, and we got to be ready to go. There you go. That's Tyler Toffoli inside a very loud locker room after practice on Friday. Just to paint the picture, uh, basically what happens on a travel day. So the Flames played Winnipeg on Wednesday, flew home that night, off day Thursday, Good Friday today. They're back at practice for a 12, it was a 12.30 p.m. practice, and then right from practice, Everybody drives to the airport, hits the bus, uh, sorry, uh, hits the, the plane. It's a Canadian flight, so they can walk right under the flight and fly to Vancouver. Don't even have to go through customs. Um, and but, but essentially, everybody's so quick to get out of there. It's not a typical practice or game day thing because equipment all has to be loaded into bags. They got to get the bags from the dressing room, onto the carts, into the truck, meet them at the airport, so on and so forth. So it's, it is Practice practice days on travel days are so hectic inside that locker room. It's not the time that you try to um, sidle up to anybody and get some one-on-one time, that's for sure. So you could tell it was very loud. I was able to put a little noise cancellation on Jacob Markstrom. Wasn't able to do that because you wouldn't have been able to hear anything uh, trying to do that with Toffoli. Last thing that I want to play for you, uh, as we set up the Flames and Vancouver Canucks on Saturday night, a huge weekend for Calgary. And before we shift the focus to Winnipeg and their huge weekend, here's Mackenzie Weger. And he is rolling of late. Here's Weger after practice on Friday. We just start with, I mean, obviously, when you look at that last game with Winnipeg, and you talk about kind of stakes and atmosphere and intensity. It looked like you know, a game that you guys obviously rose to. Is that sort of how you look at the next three? But starting with Vancouver, obviously, tomorrow is just kind of bringing that right back again. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, you know, we knew what, I, what was at stake with Winnipeg. Obviously, a lot of emotions and uh, a lot of high pace, but it was a great game. And, um, you know, we need to have that same energy and that same mindset going into Vancouver is, you know, playing with low emotion and um, obviously a lot of urgency, a lot of pace. Going into Vancouver, I mean, do you guys just have to assume that, you know, it's Vancouver-Calgary, they, there's a rivalry there that takes back decades, I mean, do you just assume that they really, really want to spoil this game? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've obviously been on the other side before and, um, you know, you, when a team comes in like that, you do want to spoil their playoff hopes and, um, you know, we got to expect the best here. Um, you know, they've been playing great hockey, obviously we saw it last time we played them. Um, you know, just carry on from that Winnipeg game with the emotion and that urgency compete level um, you know we're going to have to have that in Vancouver Did you feel that last time you played them? It was a big game for them? Yeah absolutely um, you know I think 
with the new coach, those, there's a lot of guys on the other side that want to, you know, impress the new coach or, you know, stay in the NHL. So, um, you know, there's a lot riding for them too and, um, you know, a lot riding for us here. So um, we need to expect the best from them. What's been key in not allowing any of the outside pressure, outside noise, any of that stuff kind of seep in? What's been key in being able to block that out for this group? Um, you know, I think we just don't pay attention to it. Um, you know, for, for me, I don't really watch it or I don't, you know, really look at it too much. Um, you know, maybe um, if you do look at it, um, maybe it brings you, you know, a little more energy. You know, what's at stake a little bit more. Um, but for myself, you know, you just block it out. You don't really pay attention to it. And, um, you focus on what you can control, and that's your, your, your self-preparation and, um, you know, bringing your best, uh, you know, night in and night out. In these, in these key moments, Mackenzie, or before big games, who are the guys in that room that, that talk or, or set the tone before these games, and what's their message been? Um, you know, obviously Bax, um, Luch, Tanny, um, you know, the leaders in the room, Hubie, you know, everybody kind of chimes in. It's a, an experienced group, a lot of older guys. Everybody has a little bit to say, and, um, you know, just... You know, it, it really comes down to bringing your best and, um, you know, individually. And then if you bring your best, it contributes to the team. And I think, um, you know, lately it's been four lines and six pairs. You could even say, you know, five lines and, you know, eight, eight different D um, that have been bringing it. So everybody's contributing right now. And um, that's how, you know, we got to keep this thing going. you ever been in a spot where you're in sort of a three-team race for a playoff position? You guys have had to head games? Yeah. yeah. Um, I know one year in Florida was, I think, my first year we missed the playoffs by one point but it came down to another team playing another team and um, you know a little different here is you know we're playing the teams that we need to beat so um, it's exciting those are fun games and um, but yeah we, we got to win. Mackenzie this like this whole setup three teams in it three games to go right mm-hmm. there how much fun is this for you like mm-hmm. this is good isn't it? Yeah um, you know it's playoff hockey uh, it sets us up you know, great for going into the playoffs since we're already playing playoff hockey. So, um, you know, we know what to expect here. Box is going to lead the way. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's great. It's fun. If you're wondering uh, why the random Bax is going to lead the way, uh, because Michael Backlund popped out of the, the back room. They've got their little lounge area and then the area where they have all their gears. So they do all the talking in the locker room area and, and the players get their own private space in the lounge. And so... Backs popped out and was kind of looking at Uyghur and um, distracting him a little bit. So Backs leading the way. Uh, there's Mackenzie Uyghur after practice on Friday. So the Flames not making any changes with their lines or anything like that from what we saw Wednesday in Winnipeg. Huge game for Calgary on Saturday in Vancouver. And before that game even starts... We'll have a better idea as to what the Western Conference playoff picture, what the implications are in the Western Conference playoff picture, because at 5 o'clock on Saturday night, Nashville Predators, who won't go the hell away, are in Winnipeg to take on the Jets with these three teams separated by one point. Winnipeg holds down the final wild card spot at 89. Calgary on the outside looking in at 89 with one more game played. And also Winnipeg owns the tiebreakers. Calgary can't uh, track them down in that regard. And then there's Nashville who sits one back of both Calgary and Winnipeg. One game in hand on the Flames and even games played with Winnipeg. So the Jets are the team that everybody is chasing right now. They're the team that has been scuffling the most of late, and nobody in that market 
inside that locker room or the seven 800,000 people who live in that city, whatever it is, uh, and Jets fans were not happy with that effort from their group on Wednesday against the Flames. And that's not taking anything away from what Calgary did uh, because Calgary's effort was bang on. Uh, Winnipeg's effort, they felt, was a little listless and, and not commensurate to the stakes of the hockey game. So now another huge game, second straight game where Winnipeg can really put themselves in a great spot to seal a playoff spot. Uh, let's hear from a little bit of the Jets after they practiced on Friday as well, starting with their head coach, Rick Bonus. Here's a little bit of bonus uh, in Winnipeg on Friday. Rick, uh, we're just talking to Josh and he kind of likened to where you guys are at right now as a play-in series. As a coaching staff, do you look at it that way too or is it still just uh, you know, kind of one game at a time? Well, we all know where we are and you, you can't you can't look ahead. It's, it is. It's one game at a time here. Uh, both sides know the importance of the game. So there's no it's like Calgary coming in. They knew, we knew. Uh, they know what it means to more and so do we. I know that you played and coached in some big... Uh, markets in the past as well but uh including this one but uh, how would you kind of sum up your feeling personally like as a coach just entering a situation like this i love it i mean i love these challenges you know again i said this the other day you don't want to be where we are we we wish for this game but it didn't have the importance that it does have we wish we were in a better position we wish we had put ourselves in a better position which we 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 could have but we didn't so you live in the moment you say okay this is what it is um, and embrace it. Uh, I mean, again, when you, when players look back on their careers, these are the games that they're, they're going to remember playing in. And how did they respond? And did they play a good game in a pressure situation? Could they handle the pressure? Could they still go out and do those things? So uh, these are big games. These, but again, it, I've always taken the approach: just embrace it, uh, enjoy it. Because again, when it's all said and done, your career's over. And you look back at it, you remember these games. Rick, uh, you've said recently, and Blake said it today too, in situations like this, you find out what your group is made of. What do you hope or expect to see tomorrow? A win. <laughs> I'm hoping for a win, expecting a win. I hope we, uh, I just hope we embrace the challenge um, and, and, and go for it and, and just give it our best effort. So when we walk out of the rink tomorrow night, win or lose, we know we've left everything we can on the ice. That's all a coach can ask for. Um, so that's what I expect to see, that it's a full all-out effort from everybody with discipline, <laughs> controlled emotions so we don't get ourselves in the box. But that's what we expect. You've been around a lot of great goaltenders. What, what's shown or what's impressed you about Connor Hellebuck's ability to to handle this type of situation? Eleven starts in a row will be, you know, sixty-two tomorrow. What, what stood out about him during this block? Well, we, we're taking advantage of the schedule too. We've had a couple of two-day breaks that we didn't have at all, so that's helped him. But um, you, you talk to most elite goaltenders, they'd play seventy-five games if you let them. They would. Um, so. Uh, and Connor is an elite goaltender, and he wants the, he wants the ball. That's what you love about those guys, that they want the ball, and uh, uh, and they want to be in the net in these, these big situations. So yeah, it's his 63rd game, but he's, he's he's fresh. We had a day off yesterday. He went out early today with flats and did his work. So mentally, he's in the right spot, and physically, he's in the right spot because we've had the break in the schedule. So uh, I'm, I'm glad he's going to the net for us, and I'm glad he wants the ball. And 
I like our chances with him in the net. That's Rick Bonus, head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. A little bit of his conversation with the media on Friday morning. Huge weekend for Winnipeg. They're the team in the driver's seat, but you know it's like uh, you're driving in. You know how how sweaty your palms can get when you're driving in a thunderstorm on the highway and you can't. The visibility's not very good. Kind of what the jet. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat, but. It's not all that crazy to think that they could swerve a little bit here. And they already have had difficulty keeping it in a straight line. Uh, You're hearing a lot of similar things from the Jets as you are hearing from the Flames. Got to embrace the situation. This is fun. This is what you play for. Uh, And you're going to hear a little bit more of it from Josh Morrissey, the Calgary kid, but the Winnipeg Jets defenseman spoke on Friday morning as well. Josh, how would you uh, sum up what's in front of you here? A great opportunity. Um, I mean, we're playing meaningful games with a chance to get into the playoffs, and we control, uh, you know, our own destiny, really. So, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Uh, maybe a stupid question, but uh, you get up for these games a little bit more than a typical one? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the generic answer is you get up for every game, but um, obviously these ones are that much more important, and uh, the details matter, everything matters, and. Um, you know, like I said, uh, you know we have a chance to control our own fate and get into the playoffs. So um, it's a it's a great feeling, and these are exciting games to be a part of. We talked about you guys being a bit off your game in, in the game against Calgary, and Scott O'Neill mentioned maybe being antsy and that leading to some pen- penalties. How do you sort of control that and, and do that a little better in this game, which is just the big? Yeah, uh, every game is a little bit different. I mean. I felt like that game, there was just so many penalties and it wasn't a whole lot of flow. So, um, you know, where we offer a game, I don't know. But um, I think just the flow of the game, maybe we never were able to really get into that, that rhythm of things. And sometimes that's the way it's going to be. Uh, you know, for them on a back-to-back, it probably played a little bit into, you know, their hands slow the game down. And um, obviously their goalie played well and they're a good defensive team. So um, there wasn't a lot there. But, um, you know, I think it's... Uh, these type of big games uh, that you play, you gotta have a lot of confidence in. You gotta be willing to adapt and and adjust on the fly. Um, you know, playoff hockey or these types of style of playoff hockey intensity games. Um, there's gonna be uh, changes of uh, momentum and uh, sometimes crazy things happen in games. So uh, you have to be able to adjust and um, just stick to stick to what your game plan is and, and remain confident. And I think we we did that a lot in that game. It was just. Um, you know, didn't didn't work out for us. And Blake just now said, you know, opportunities like this give you a chance to show what you're made of. What do you expect to see, or what do you expect to learn? Yeah, uh, these opportunities obviously are. are uh, it feels like a, a, a playoff time for us. I mean, we're not in obviously, but um, you know, this is sort of our our play-in series, if you will, from the bubble because uh, we need a. You know, we need to get it done. So it, it obviously you learn something about yourself, and do you have another level you can go to? Um, do you have uh, another level of execution or intensity or ability to make a big play at a big time? Um, you know, but at the same time, I think everyone prepares differently. Some guys uh, take it as just another game, and uh, you know, with an increased uh, uh, amount on the line per se. But um, you know, whatever it is, uh, we're all we've all played. 78 games at this point and many games in our careers we know how to play the game uh, it's just about executing and uh, going out there with a confidence level and uh, a lightness to your game that uh, you're not carrying the pressure on you but uh, relishing the moment and enjoying enjoying the opportunity at hand
in that play-in series, Josh? Where are you at right now? <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of rest the five. If we, you know, win win three or four of our, our last five, then we're in, right? So, um, yeah, I guess we're so down zero, one. Zero? We need. We, let's just win the next four games. I guess that's we do that. We control our own fate, as I've been saying. Um, you know, that's the opportunity that we have here. Is is uh, you know. We win our games, we, we get a chance to go to the playoffs. So um, that's the ball's in our court. There you go. Josh Morrissey, Calgary product, Jets defenseman. Uh, kind of his thoughts on the way things are shaping up for the Jets and, and their mindset heading into a huge weekend. And finally, from Blake Wheeler. We've heard from the Flames side. We'll hear once more from Winnipeg. Blake uh, Blake was a little bit more direct, and uh, I, you can tell that he's pretty fired up. This is uh, veteran Blake Wheeler in Winnipeg. Excitement. You know, it's an opportunity, and uh, that's that's what, uh, you know, you work all year for is to, to have these types of opportunities. You know, last year we were playing meaningless games, and now we're playing meaningful games. So, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, um, – do a little bit better job of, of sticking to our game than we did uh, against Calgary, and um, yeah, just just rely on that energy that our, our fans are going to bring tomorrow, and um, you know, have a really fun game tomorrow. Yeah, you said great, lots of months, great teams are molded and fire. How far along the process are you guys in, in that in that process? We're in the middle of the fire. I mean, right in the middle of it. So uh, we haven't accomplished anything. Nothing's over with yet. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, it, it, we'll, I guess we'll find out what we're made of. In terms of, uh, in terms of feelings, words you use the word excitement. That's, I mean, probably the driving force. Could you put it into words for us? Is there anxiousness alongside that? Is it just thrill? I mean, this is why you guys do this, right? I can't. <laughs> we are excited. You know, I, I just, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to be, a, you know, not give you anything here. But uh, I think that's the vibe in our room, and um, I think you're trying to search for something else that's not there other than just an opportunity for our team and um, that's how we're approaching it. I think it's safe to say Blake Wheeler's excited and the Jets are excited. We'll see. Flames say they're excited. Got to embrace this opportunity. Jets saying the very same thing. It's so weird. Like It feels like a playoff series in a lot of ways yet these teams don't play each other again but it's like Flames v. Jets even though they're not, they can no longer truly uh, directly impact one another. Flames took care of that with what happened on Wednesday, but it does kind of feel like a playoff series right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm not quite as interested as to what's happening in, in Winnipeg, but far more interested in what's happening in another market, Winnipeg or otherwise, than you usually would be when you cover just one team. It's going to be fascinating. And yes, I know. Nashville's still in this as well. And the Preds, they've got the Jets on Saturday. The Flames are on the road in Vancouver on Saturday. We'll have a better look at what the Western Conference playoff picture looks like at around 7.30, 8 o'clock on Saturday. That's when the Jets-Preds game ends. And then after that, the Flames drop the puck against Vancouver for an 8 o'clock start. And then around 11 o'clock or so on Saturday, we'll have a much better picture as to what this Western Conference playoff scope is going to look like for the rest of of the regular season. And maybe it doesn't change, but we'll see. Maybe the Flames win, the Jets win, they're still tied. Who knows? It's going to be fun. Big weekend ahead. 
maybe it does give us a clearer picture of this playoff race, or maybe it keeps things as muddy as they are right now. It's Steinberg along with you. Flames talks underway on this Friday. Yeah, we're doing it on Good Friday. It's between two huge games for the Flames. Of course we're here. Steinberg with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. Worried about radon? They install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. You're locked on Flames Talk, only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, we roll on on this holiday Friday. It's time to go inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. The beer tastes better when it's bought from the place that cheers for your team. Visit your local Calgary Co-op wine, spirits, beer today. And inside hockey on this Friday, we're going to say hello to our buddy Jonathan Davis from NHL Network and NHL Network Radio. He's our Pacific Division insider. We couldn't get to him on Wednesday because of the early Jets game. Uh, big win for the Flames, obviously. So want to make sure we're still spinning around the division with J.D., Mr. Davis, how are we doing today? We're doing well. We're a little tired, Pat. It was uh, a whirlwind. Drove to Vegas yesterday morning. Came back this morning uh, following <laughs> last night's uh, debacle if you were a Kings fan. What, it's about a, what, a three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour drive L.A. to Vegas? Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, under four hours. Okay. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, that little triangle, Vegas to... Daylight. Vegas to Phoenix or Vegas to L.A., it's close to everything. It's a great spot. Um, I may have an affinity for Las Vegas, Nevada. I may have spent, you know, uh, hundreds of days there in my life. Um, you were... You uh brain cells there, I was told. What's that? You left some brain cells there, I was told. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, pieces of my liver, I'm sure, are still somewhere there. <laughs> um Tell us about that game. Yeah, you were there. Big Pacific Division showdown. Uh, Kings and Golden Knights. And it really, I, I the, the the score ends up being a whole lot closer than it really was. I watched a good chunk of that game. It was over after 20, J.D. Yeah, I had uh, one Kings uh, exec tell me, or say to me at the end of the first period, he goes, I think our guys thought it was an 8 p.m. local start. Huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, you know what? They get out to what they thought was a one nothing lead, and then, you know, and then uh, video review overturns the goal, and then, like, 30 seconds later, the puck's in their net, and then about a minute later, the puck's in their net again. And, you know, the other thing that was shared with me is that there, there, was, there was also concern. Um, you know, again, that same person said to me, he goes, their morning skate looked lackluster and had a lot of concern, uh, you know, even before, the, even before puck dropped. So, I don't know. You know, it's everyone, you know, you, you have those stinkers, uh, but it was unfortunate for Los Angeles because of really what was on the line last night, Pat. I mean, if they win that game, then they at least give themselves a shot at finishing first in the Pacific, or yeah. if not them, they give the Edmonton Oilers a better shot at finishing first in the Pacific. And for LA, that would mean not having to play the Oilers in round one, who, you know, held them to what one goal in the last two games. So it was a, yeah, it was, it was a very frustrating night from the Kings perspective. Now from the Vegas perspective, that, you know, this was a great bounce back for them because they had a subpar performance in Nashville and one that I was, I personally was not surprised about because I just kind of looked at it as a, 
as I like to call it, the sandwich game. You had two against uh, the Wild, and then you were going to have this game against lowly Nashville, and then you've got the Kings coming to town. And so, wasn't, and then Dallas after that. So, you know, I wasn't totally surprised, but, you know, the, the bounce back has been great. Uh, it was great for them. And, you know, they're, so they, they put themselves in a good spot. And they're, and they're still short players. You know, there's, you know, Mark Stone, I was told there's a good chance he could be back for the first round. Okay. Uh, that would not be something special for Vegas. Uh, you know, they're still playing without Shea Theodore. That's a big loss for them. You know, he's their big, you know, big puck mover, puck moving defenseman. Uh, you know, just changes so much for that team. So, you know, they're going to be healthier come playoff time. But yeah, last night for Vegas was a loss that, you know, I, you know, they need, if they get four out of, out of the next six points, uh, they got three games left. They need four to, to just make, you know, to push Edmonton away for sure. Yep. Um, if Edmonton was to win out. Which they very well could do the way the Oilers are playing right now. They're playing next yep. level hockey. This is, this is as, this is as good a run. And, and this is a team that went to the Western conference final. And this is, you know, I can taste the bile in my mouth as I say this, but this is as as good a run as I can remember. The Oilers have been hot before, and McDavid and Drysaddle have have won them games single handedly and and put together crazy stretches before. But with what they're getting in net, with what they're getting across the board, and with the way those two guys are playing, this is this is the scariest run I can ever remember from the Edmonton Oilers, and that even includes what what we saw from them in in last year's postseason, from Game Seven, Game Six against LA, until the Avalanche series, where they were kind of in juggernaut mode. They're they're, they're in juggernaut mode right now. They are, Pat, and I think that they're better constructed than they were a year ago. I mean, to think that your fourth line center and Nick Bukestad got seventeen goals, and you know I was. I was joking with Mark Spector uh, when the Oilers were in town. They said, I said to him, I go, who's bigger, like the Oilers or the Edmonton Elks? Because they got a lot of big boys on that team, um, and especially on the blue line. And so, yeah, you know, with, with Dayarnay and, and Nurse now in, the, in a second pairing role and Bouchard excelling the way he is and, you know, and playing with Ekholm and what Ekholm has done and then the run that Stuart Skinner is on. You know what, they've given up two goals in the last four games. I mean, never really thought, never thought that would come out of my mouth with the Edmonton Oilers, but that's what they've done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they've got legitimate eyes on being one of the two teams that can win the division. It feels like it's going to be Vegas or Edmonton, and Golden Knights are in the driver's seat to lock it down. So we're pretty convinced that L.A. finishes as a two or three seed, right? Like there's, it, 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 feels, it feels pretty unrealistic that they – I guess they kind of almost are, hey, with 100 points, six pack of, of yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, that, you know, you, you take a look at things and, you know, L.A. has Colorado, Vancouver, and Anaheim. And for your listeners, the Colorado Avalanche have won 10 straight games in the state of California. Um, so a very daunting task. Uh, it's one of the things that the LA Kings are going to have to overcome. Now, the last time these two teams met, I thought LA hand, you know, quite handily defeated the Avalanche in Colorado. Uh, I think they've beaten them twice this year. But I just I, I look at where Colorado's at right now, and I look at where LA is at. And the Kings are also banged up. I mean, it's just everybody's dealing with injuries. LA's got you know the significant injury. Mikey Anderson still has not returned for them. I mean, there's your top pairing, you know, shutdown guy. 
Uh, he will probably return at some point in one of these three games. I don't think it would be tomorrow night. Uh, the loss of Kevin Fiala has hurt. The loss of Gabe Velarde has hurt. And, you know, the, the play of Quinton Byfield has regressed. Uh, I think he's just kind of hit a wall. That's the sense right. that I get from watching him and talking, again, to people with the team. And it's not an indictment on Quinton Byfield. I mean, he's, you know, it's his first, you know, sort of full season uh, in the NHL. And it just, you know, I think a lot of these – He's not the only one on this team that's hit a wall. I think the way L.A. plays, Pat, and you've talked about it, it's a, you know, they play a 1-3-1, um, pretty boring conversation. I hate talking. <laughs> things like that, but, you know, they play a system. They're, they're not beating you because they're going to out-talent you. They're playing to a system. I think that, you know, eventually that's, I, you know, when you're, when you're trying to, to beat teams, you know, will over skill, some, you know, more, more often than not, I, I think that that just, it can wear. It just mentally drains you, and I think that's what's happened to a lot of a lot of players on this team. But look, they're they are missing key parts, uh, and at the wrong time of the year. So, and just before we uh, wrap up, kind of the the look at the top three in the Pacific and how it's all going to shake out. What what's a better playoff series for you? Because L A will be one of those teams. So it's either L A versus Edmonton or L A versus Vegas. What's what's a better matchup or or what's a a more fun playoff matchup for you? L A versus Edmonton. Well, from from an L A standpoint, I mean, I would love it to be Vegas with just the idea that Jonathan Quick could enter the net, but. That's a fair you know, point. I, f- I forgot all about is. that. You know, but that, you know, right now is not going to happen. As as Jonathan Quick referred to him, LV is playing very well right now, and he deserves to start. So um, I think, you know, strictly from, you know, L.A. would much prefer to play Vegas in, in round one than Edmonton. There's no question. I mean, uh, you know, no question. You, you know, you give the truth serum to everybody – on that team, they would rather play the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, but I will say, you know, Pat, you know, I've heard, I've heard people say, you know, oh, the Knights are fraudulent, and you can maybe say that after 19 games. You can't say that after 79 games. Uh, they're they're good. Um, they too, you know, Bruce Cassidy has done a great job of with his system, and his system, you know, is is more about limiting good scoring chances and they execute that very well and and the analytic numbers would support it uh, they've definitely made life easier for their for their goalies uh, so and their and their blue line is really good I mean when you when you go up and down the roster so they would rather play Vegas bringing it back to your original question but the Knights aren't a pushover and there's a reason why they are atop the Western Conference, here, you know, 79 games in for them. And as you know, they're a different team with Mark Stone in the lineup. It's just a completely different group. Well, you're going to have Stone and Eichel, and you know, the additions that that Kelly McCrimmon made as well and worked out really well. You know, the Barbashev deals worked out well. Uh, Bluebirds worked out well. We've talked about Dorfia being called up, you know, a third-round draft pick that's worked out really well for them. Um, and they've got, you know, they're in a situation, you know, where they've got too many guys. And, 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 and Phil Kessel's played much better in the second half. Um, the one guy that they're likely to miss for, you know, well, definitely the first round is Will Carrier. You know, a guy, if people are going, Will Carrier, who, who, who the heck, what, why are you bringing him up? 
He's a big time tone setter for them. Well, he was also, there was only one guy who had more game winning goals in the NHL at the time of his injury. And that guy resides in Edmonton and wears 97 on the back of his Jersey. Um, It's been a, it's been a really good year for Carrier. He's meant a lot to this team. That's a guy that, you know, Hey, they're, they're, they're definitely going to miss in round one. And we'll see what happens after that. With Jonathan Davis, he is our Pacific Division Insider, NHL Network, NHL Network Radio. Joins us every week here on Flames Talk. Uh, just, okay, give me a thought on the Seattle Kraken. You know, there were people in this market who were wondering, oh, could the Flames track down Seattle? Is that is that a vulnerable team? And I, I looked at it, I said, well, games played, they've got two in hand, and look at that schedule. Arizona, Vancouver, Arizona, Chicago, Arizona for the next five. That seems like Seattle has the chance to lock things up. But I give them credit. They haven't hey, even waited to game four. Chicago. What's I I hey uh, don't you hey <laughs> they shouldn't have beat Calgary. There's no way that should have happened. It just did. Um, give Seattle credit, man. That yeah. was uh, that was uh, that's yeah. been an impressive three games to lock up a playoff spot. It has, and you know what they they round out the season with two against the Golden Knights to close things out with a home and home. And their other game is why does it escape me right now? Uh, I'm trying to remember now who they play. Is it oh it's Chicago, isn't it? I think you just said yeah, it. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, in theory, in theory, if the Kings were to collapse, they could catch LA if they were to win out. Uh, but regardless, it's been you know a fantastic season for them. Uh, Look, for them to have any type of run, and, you know, you could say this with most teams, they're going to need Philip Grubauer to have one of these runs like he's been on of late again. They they just, they need it. They're, you know, because it's, it's going to be Grubauer. If they have to go to Martin Jones, it means they're in trouble. Just yeah. Because, they you know, Jones has struggled. They're, you can see by the very fact that, you know, they really haven't used them outside of, I forget which. Oh, it was was it uh, Arizona? One of the Arizona games. I think he ended up. He, he did play, but he hasn't played in a in a you know a quote unquote you know against a, a, a meaningful team or a playoff team, um, you know, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So uh, look, I like it. I mean, they've got what four, maybe five, twenty goal scores. You know, you've obviously you've got a legitimate threat in, in, in Jared McCann. Um, you know, the fact that Matty Beneers has not run out of gap. Um, you know, tells you, you know, this is, you know, how key he has been to this team. Um, so, I, I, you know, they've got 12 really good forwards. And, you know, at last check, Daniel Sprong, who there's someone who's part of the Sportsnet family who I think would like to adopt him. Um, that would be Mr. Merrick, in case you were wondering. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, but Daniel Sprong... This, you know, with what 20, 20 goals or at least twenty goals, just a lot. Or just, uh, Pat, the last time I checked, he was twelfth in ice time amongst forwards. Like they, mm-hmm. and, and 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 all their forwards play, I believe, double digit minutes. Um, so they they they've done a really good job of spreading things around. And you know, the other thing, they're an expansion team. They got a lot of playoff experience on that roster. They do. The guys who, yeah. So don't, you know, can't discount that. 
Good stuff, my friend. Looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. And uh, when we talk next week, we'll have a much better idea as to what playoff matchups are going to look like. Thank you, JD. Have a, a great rest of your weekend. Yeah. Hey? All right, you too. And I'm sure the ratings at uh, 6 o'clock your time for Winnipeg and Nashville will be off the charts. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be going to be an interesting uh, an interesting Saturday. There's no doubt about it. Yes. All right. Enjoy. Thanks, J.D. See you, pal. Jonathan Davis, NHL Network, NHL Network Radio. He's our Pacific Division Insider, and he joins us inside hockey for Calgary Co-op with new product families, member rewards, and sale events. You'll find more quality, more savings in every department every day at Calgary Co-op. As we start to wrap things up this hour, uh, have a great rest of your Easter weekend. Look at Flames Talk on a good Friday. You can always count on Flames Talk. If the Flames are playing, we're bringing you content. You've got lots of stuff for your weekend. You got a Flames Talk Extra. You got two hours on a Friday. You got your post game on a Saturday into Sunday. And then we're back with regular Flames Talk on Monday. Awesome. Uh, awesome to be along with you on this good Friday. Thanks to our producers, Cam and Alex and Colton. Thanks uh, to Jonathan Davis for joining us this hour as well. That'll do it for the Sports Drive. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Make patio setup easier for your staff with a key to like system. Just one key to lock all your padlocks and doors. Visit Calgary lockandsafe.com This is Flamestock. Okay, uh, Azam's up next. He's got your Calgary Hitman Hockey Hour. So the Hitman Hockey Hour will serve as a little one-hour pregame leading into the Hitman and Red Deer Rebels tonight from Red Deer. Uh, Hitman need a win. Obviously, season on the line in uh, this Best of seven first round series between Calgary and Red Deer. Uh, Rebels lead it three games to one, and game five is tonight in Red Deer. 7 p.m. puck drop with Curly, uh, and we've got your Husky, uh, not Husky, but geez, that's a throwback. Uh, we've got your Hitman Hockey Hour coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes. Thanks for joining us in a good Friday edition of Flames Talk. Thanks to Cam, thanks to Alex, thanks to Colton, thanks to Wes Gilbertson, Derek Wills, and Jonathan Davis. My name is Pat Steinberg. Talk to you pregame tomorrow, 7 o'clock, for the Flames and the Vancouver Canucks in another must-win game for the Flames as this playoff push continues. How will it all end up? Well, we'll find out in part on Saturday. That's when we'll talk to you next on your Flames warm-up pregame show. It's been Flames Talk on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Peace!